Uh, you might have answered this already, but who's the hardest working player you've ever played with? Uh, we just talked about 87, and people talk about his work ethic. Would it be him? He's he's definitely up there, and, and I'm not going to say he's not the, the hardest working. I'll be honest with you right now. I use him as an example all the time to the younger kids. Exceptionally gifted, no doubt about it. Was he born with some gifts? Yes, but he is still the first guy on the ice, last guy off the ice. Um, and, and you talk about guys like him, and, and I think, you know, to have that drive after having success and, and to drive for continued success is, is very challenging for a lot of people, you know. Um, so to, to still be able to work the way he does after everything he's accomplished obviously puts him up there. Another guy that crosses my mind is a guy, Jay Beagle, um, who obviously carved out a great career. Everywhere I went, I got compared to Jay Beagle. Everybody said we look alike. You know, he played in Idaho, I played in Idaho, he played in Hershey, I played in Hershey, and then we ended up connecting in Washington um, and, and played together in Washington. And, and to watch that guy day in and day out, um, he, was, he was a guy that, you know, he would work his way out of anything. And, and if you asked him to work hard, he'd work harder. And if hmm. you, he, he always found another gear. Um, so I'd have to put him up there with, you know, one of the hardest working guys that, I, that I've ever seen. How about uh, funniest teammates? Who are some of the, like hockey players get a bit of a bad rap for not having personality. I think that's just in front of the cameras, uh, you know, talking to guys, there are some real characters in the dressing room when the cameras aren't around. Who are some of the funnier guys you played with? Well, I think hockey's kind of created that culture too, where we can't really be ourselves. If you're right. a borderline guy, you can't have fun. You can't have personality. You have to be kind of a hockey robot. Um, until you're well established and then even then you know a lot of times it's held against you and it, it can be uh ultimately can lead to uh, a much shorter career than anticipated but i will say this i've never been more honored than to be around joel ward and jason chimera in the same locker room at the <laughs> same time hands down they need a tv show um the two funniest guys and you know jason chimera i love to tell this story and in um, Adam Huxley, I mean Adam Huxley, he's he was you know the guy who kind of taught me how to fight in the East Coast League out of Edmonton, but uh, he was another guy who was an absolute character. And it's funny because the story I'll tell, uh, Jason Chimera told me a story about Huxley, and uh, he came to a summer skate and he didn't have a helmet, so the the boys told me he had to wear a sparring helmet for an entire practice. Um, so that's the kind of stuff that Jason did. And, and he got hit in the ear with a puck in warmups in Buffalo. And we were in the middle of a playoff race. I think we might, we might have had 11 games left or something. And somehow in warmups, he got hit in the ear with a puck. So he did about four hot laps, pretending he couldn't skate, slammed on the brakes. And we're in the middle of a playoff race. And, and this guy's flying around. And he was fast. Anybody who's yeah. ever watched Jake Camaro will tell you how fast he is. And there's pucks winging everywhere after he just took one in the ear and he's pretending he can't skate. And everybody's like, what's going on with this guy? Next day he comes out with a big pink foam piece on his ear. And uh, he was he was a character. And then him and Wardo together, him and Joel Ward together were were there was no shortage of comedy anytime those two were around. And um, I'd have to say those two together. And then let's not count out the old the flower when you get to be around that guy. He uh He's he's an amazing individual too, and and just a guy who's never had a bad day. And 
you know, I give him a lot of credit when you talk about the Stanley Cup championship. If he doesn't handle the situation mm-hmm. um, that he was f- forced into, if he doesn't handle that the way he does, I don't think there's any way that we have the success we do that year. And, you know, Pascal Dupuy obviously was going through some health issues and, and Flower was going through his challenges. And, you know, I was just the cheerleader. So the three of us got to hang out a lot. And um, he's definitely a character. And, and I've, I've had a number of funny stories with him. So. Yeah, he is uh, a delight. And, and having the privilege of covering the Edmonton Oilers for as long as I did and getting to know Jason Chimera, you're exactly right. Pretty funny dude. Um, uh, lastly, let's talk about coaches. Um, you're, you're in the kind of uh, development uh, era now. What, who are some of the coaches that you really took something from and still use to this day? I've taken a lot from every coach, both positive and negative. So um, but the positive ones that I'll talk about are, you know, I, I mentioned him previously, Mike Stapleton, who obviously had a great NHL career, but was really kind of a game changer for me in, in, in the mindset aspect. And, um, you know, he had some of the funniest one-liners and he told me a number of things that stuck with me and just made me feel like, you know, it, it's okay. You know, the sun's going to rise tomorrow. And um, to have somebody, he was kind of one of the first NHLers that I had ever you know, had coached me and for him to be so humble and true and genuine and understanding, uh, that really kind of changed my mindset. And then, you know, throughout my pro career, you look at, you know, Barry Trot. Um, you know, we had a 45 minute cup of, or we had a 45 minute conversation over a cup of coffee and I was a borderline guy. You know, I had found some success in, you know, on Adam Oates's way out. Um, you know, he wasn't a big fan of me and then Barry Trotz took over. And so I was, you know, I was a borderline guy and he sat down with me in, in DC in 45 minutes conversation over a cup of coffee. We talked maybe for about five or 10 minutes about hockey. The rest of it was about me personally, family. Uh, you know, he talked a lot about Rich Clune, who he's like, you remind me so much of Rich Clune. And at the time, obviously, you know, me and him were, we were trying to mix it up a little bit. We never, uh, we never ended up fighting, but I didn't really know him personally. And then we became best friends a couple of years later when I got traded to Toronto. Uh, but Barry Trotz was a guy who I really kind of carried that with me where he cared about you as a person. And, and, and Mike Sullivan said something to me and, and Barry Trotz and Mike Sullivan are, are two of the best I've had. And, and there's a reason they both found, you know, uh, extreme amounts of success at the NHL level. Mike Sullivan um, said one thing to me that I carried with me and, and I'll always pass it down to the kids. And when I teach kids, help kids, I always, his, his biggest issue was when teams look at guys as assets. And, and he said, you know, I look at you guys as people and, you know, it, it kind of went in further. He's like, sometimes I take, you know, for granted what a professional you are. And, you know, we were going back and forth with some communication and for a coach like that to understand that at the end of the day, we're people, and, and we're human and we're, and we're not just an asset where you can toss us in the garbage and, you know, there's two million other people that would take our place. Um, that stuck with me very, very much too. And he held everybody from myself to Sidney Crosby on the same level. Uh, he held everybody accountable. Um, and that is another reason why Pittsburgh had this success is everybody was on the same level. Nobody was above anything or any, uh, anybody. Um, and, and he created that culture. So uh, kudos to those two. And I was, it was an honor to play for, for both of those gentlemen, that's for sure.